Welcome to your Lifestyle Rebellion. Where we don't just go with the norm of how everyone else thinks and how everyone else operates. We decide what type of life that we want to live. We're getting into all of the deep topics. And if you want to live a life on your own terms, filled with deep inner peace, confidence, fulfillment, and freedom in your day-to-day life, this is going to be the podcast for you. Settle in because we're about to go deep. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode in celebration of dating accelerator season. Today, I will be sharing the five things that I did personally to meet the love of my life. So if you are dating, if you are excited to create an amazing relationship, this is going to be very, very helpful for you. It's also going to be helpful if you just want to amp up and really improve and elevate your relationships in general, right? Because I was speaking to this in a workshop series I held for people that were dating this past week. And really what we're doing is anytime we're focused on dating, we're really having the ability to improve all relationships in our life as we elevate this area. So we're dealing with people, right? So it's going to help you in your work relationships, in your family, in your friendships, in your community, and of course, in love and dating as well. So dating accelerator season is here, which means enrollment is open for my be the one dating accelerator. This is my signature program to help you catapult into the relationship that you want. It will teach you all the tools of elevating your dating mindset, your confidence, your practical strategy, balancing your feminine and masculine energy. So dating feels more easeful, more in flow. You're going to learn about dating psychology, really how to approach dating so that you're having people be drawn to you. It's feeling energizing. It's feeling exciting. It's feeling fun because if we're going to date, if we're going to do it anyway, let's have some fun with it, right? Let's bring that joy back. Let's bring that excitement back. So what do you receive when you join the Be The One Accelerator? Well, every single week you are going to have a new video module drop with integration exercises to actually implement into your dating life what you are learning as we go. So the accelerator is called the accelerator for a reason. It's all about implementation. And we've had many people that have gone through the accelerator, both men and women, who have met their partners while they've been in it. So things can happen very, very quickly. It's eight weeks long. And you also get private coaching support from me throughout the entire eight weeks. So this is really, really powerful to ask your specific questions, to share your intentions for the week, to receive accountability from me, to receive support, guidance, coaching, ask questions, anything you need. I'm here for you for the accelerator. And as you go throughout the video modules, you're going to be learning a lot and integrating and implementing a lot. So it's great to have that real enthusiasm and support as we go along. So I'm going to share uh, the link for this in the show notes. So you can just click in and join us and any questions, of course, let me know, but there's a whole bunch of testimonials. There's a whole bunch of details on what you'll be experiencing. 
and you also receive the video modules and integration exercises for life. So you can always revisit these later on. And what you're going to find and what everyone shared who has gone through the accelerator is that not only does this improve your dating life and your relationships, but it really impacts every area of your life because we are working through and we are elevating the most core human emotions and psychology in order to transform any area of your life that you want to elevate or shift. So it's, oh my gosh, there's so much here, but I'm going to leave it at that for today. Click the link in the show notes, explore this, and let's get into today's episode. One last thing I want to mention about the accelerator is what you're going to learn and experience throughout this. It's not just my dating experience. So if you're unfamiliar with my story in 2019, I traveled to every state here in the U.S., all 50 states. I interviewed over 500 people from all walks of life, all different backgrounds, all different stages on how they really created happy and fulfilling lives with their partners, with their relationships, but also internally with themselves so that they were waking up, they were feeling energized, they were living a life on their own terms. And what I've done throughout the accelerator is condensed down all of those learnings from hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours of interviews and conversations so that you are able to customize the tools, the strategies, really this wealth of knowledge to your individual experience. So that's what you're going to be experiencing as a really customized version of this program because every single module we go through, every single exercise, you're going to be customizing it to where you're at, where you're going, what it is that you personally want to create. So today I am sharing the five things that I did in order to meet the love of my life. Now, when I met him, I did not know this was the love of my life, right? (laughs) That's something that develops over time. But this is exactly what I did in order to create that opportunity to build upon the relationship, to build upon the dating experience, and to now be in the spot that I am in today really feeling very fulfilled in the relationship, feeling very appreciated, very loved, just very um, like zesty too, right? Spontaneous, kind of just living life, feeling like really having a partner, really having someone that can emotionally support, you know, and just like have a great time doing life with, right? Which is really, really important. So um, I'm going to share the five things that I did that, you know, some people might view as a bit unconventional or a bit different, but that's why you guys are here. And that's why you are here is you're here for it, right? You're for the lifestyle rebellion for doing things a little bit differently because it's going to get you different results in your life. And that's what we're all about. So the first thing that I really started to embody in my dating experience was releasing the pressure attached to any date, any conversation, any opportunity to meet someone new. So I often experience this. I I mean, I personally had to release this pressure, right, in my own life, but I also see this a lot in the clients that I work with, you know, in if you choose to go through the accelerator, the people that I've worked with that have gone through the accelerator, the pressure that we attach to, especially the early stages of dating, but also later stages, 
tends to really get, be the thing that gets in the way because we are in our own minds. We're release. We're really focusing on all the pressure of the situation. Who is this person? Where is this dating experience going? Where is this relationship going? What's going to happen? What's not going to happen? Is this person going to be a repeat of my past? Are they actually meaning what they say? Right? All these different things. We have so much pressure attached to our dating lives often that it can really get in the way, quite frankly, because when we begin to overthink and be in our own heads and have all this pressure attached to someone, they can feel that, right? They can feel the intensity. They can feel the pressure. And often when someone feels pressure from someone else, they're not really enjoying that, right? If we feel pressure from someone to do certain things, to be a certain way, to say certain things, I know for myself, I actually tend to do the exact opposite, right? Because I'm like, hell no, you're not like putting this pressure on me. I'm not living my life in this way. You can't expect this of me, right? And so really the first area to focus on is how can you be light when you're dating? How can you start to release the pressure and enjoy just getting to know people instead of dating people in a sense of, is this the love of my life? Is this going to be the person that I'm going to be with forever? Do they want to get married? Do they want to have kids? Of course, these things are important to find out, but on a first date, when you're in conversation with someone, it's a lot of pressure And it often will turn someone away, or even if you don't explicitly say it, the energy that you're embodying, they're going to pick up on that and they're going to sense it. So how can you start to trade your expectations, trade the pressure, trade this feeling to appreciation, to more of this light energy, to let's see how it Let's see where this goes. Let's see what happens. How can I have a fun experience here? Because one of my favorite Tony Robbins quotes is, when you trade your expectations for appreciation, the whole game changes. And when you start to do this in your dating life, when you look for what can I appreciate about this experience, this person, this conversation, how this went or how this didn't go, how can I appreciate it? Really, you begin to shift into a different paradigm. You begin to look at things differently. You know that whatever date you go on, you're going to have a good time because you're choosing to see what you can appreciate. All right, let's get into number two. Number two is to show up in the energy that you want to attract. Don't wait for the other person to bring the the good energy. You got to show up for it. You got to bring it first. And you got to be really clear on what is it that I do want to create in this date, right? What's the experience I want to create? Because you have the power to do so. And if you want someone who's confident, who's excited to get to know you, who's feeling energized, who has a good approach to life, you must show up in that energy first. And that's often something that we talk about, you know, in the personal development world, in the world of living life on your own terms, you must go first. And I know sometimes this can get frustrating if you've had experiences where 
you have shown up in the energy and not received that back 100% all the time. But the thing is, is if we allow ourselves to be influenced by the other person's energy and how they show up, it's not often going to be beneficial for us in the relationship we want to create, the dating experience that we want to create. And I like to give the example of you've often, you've likely been in a situation where you're feeling in a good mood, you're feeling excited about life, right? Something's going well, or you're just kind of naturally feeling in a good mood. Maybe you just came from the gym, or maybe you are just, you know, feeling good about what's going on. And you walk into an event or a party or even like a work meeting. And there's one person in that room who is just sucking the life out of everyone else, right? They're complaining. Their energy is just so down. They're stressed. This can also happen with stressed, with stressed out people where you walk into a meeting, a situation, an event, and there's just that one person that's bringing down the room. They are quite literally influencing everyone else's energy. And so I know I've had this happen many times for myself. I walk in, I'm feeling pretty good. And then I start, I'm in a conversation with someone. They start complaining. They start, you know, stressing out about something. And suddenly I start to feel stressed. Suddenly I start to start questioning things and comparing myself to other people and feeling down. So people have the ability to, your date has the ability to influence what types of qualities, what types of emotions, what types of energy they pull out of you or they influence you with. Now, we also likely have a friend or a coworker or someone in our life where whenever we're around them, we just feel like we're more funny. I know I, this happens often with my brother where he's kind of sarcastic. He's very witty. And whenever I'm around him, I feel like I'm more sarcastic. I feel like I'm more witty because he's pulling that side out of me. He's pulling that out of me. And in the same way that other people have the ability to do this for us, we also have the ability to do this with other people, right? We have the ability to influence. You have the ability to influence what you're pulling out of someone else. Are you pulling out the stress or are you pulling out the optimism? Are you pulling out the potential? Are you pulling out the lightness, the happiness, the joy, And obviously we're all multidimensional. We all have days where we're not feeling the best, but in dating, right? We really do only have a couple chances, sometimes one chance to make a good impression with someone. And this is not just with dating. This is with most relationships that you're forming. So if it's, you're looking to form new friendships or to know you make a good impression in an interview or at work, we really want to be aware of, Hey, what energy is coming out here? What are we bringing? So something really practical, tactical that you can do here is getting clear on what's so important for you to be feeling on a daily basis. For me, I know it's important for me to be feeling energized, light, excited. And so if that's important for you to be feeling, you know, whatever emotions you decide, let's show up to our dates with that energy and let's just begin to see what happens not allowing the other person's mood or state of mind or emotions to impact you, you bring it, you bring it. All right, let's move on to number three. Who's excited? 
All right. Number three, believe in what is possible instead of focusing on what is not or what's happened in the past. This is something that we have to keep top of mind because our minds are programmed, quite literally programmed with a negativity bias. And this negativity bias, it is programmed into us because it helps keep us safe. It helps keep us alive in life or death situations. Like if you're driving down the highway and a car swerves into your lane, this negativity bias is always on alert. So it's aware of that and you swerve and you actually quite literally save your life. So we love our negativity bias for life or death death situations, right? For being on alert for what could go wrong, for being on alert for threats in our environment. We love that in life or death situations. What we don't love is that our negativity bias tends to run through every single thought, every single area of our life if we do not direct it and manage it simply for our life or death situations, right? Because our negativity bias runs through and it can impact how we feel about ourselves, the self-doubt that comes up, focusing on the past and what hasn't gone according to plan or what should have happened. And is that helpful in creating an amazing relationship, in creating a new future, in creating the reality that you want, the future that you want? No, it is not. So this is our default setting, being aware that your negativity bias will try to infiltrate and run through every single dating experience, every experience in life, quite frankly. But we got to be able to catch it and shift, catch it and shift into what is possible. So for me personally, I had had so many dating experiences where things didn't work out, right? I've probably been on over a hundred dates in my lifetime. And I, a lot of the times things didn't work out, whether it wasn't a match on my end or on his end, whether, you know, certain things were said and then actions didn't align with those words. That was something that I shared in the workshop series last week, where something that took me a really long time to learn was just because someone says something nice or just because they say something at all, doesn't mean that it's necessarily true or they're going to follow through on it. That took me such a long time to learn and to really embody because when someone says something nice to you, you want to believe it, of course, right? We all want to believe it to a level, but making sure that you give them the opportunity and the space and the time to make sure that the actions align with the words they're saying, huge, huge, huge thing for me personally. And I coined the term grounded optimism in especially the early stages of dating when you're getting to know someone. And this could also be in a friendship as well. When you're getting to know someone, are the things they're saying, is it aligning with how they show up to life, how they show up to you, how it is they're approaching the relationship or the dynamic? This could also quite frankly apply to, you know, your family, your coworkers. It's very, very powerful. So grounded optimism, the concept is, is that when someone is excited to get to know you, when they're saying nice things in the early stages of getting to know you, let's believe it because we don't know them yet, right? We want to believe it and you are fully able to believe it and to be excited for it, right? And to really step into that emotion. Yet we also want to stay grounded, hence grounded optimism, (laughs) optimistic for what's possible, always, always, 
yet staying grounded in who we are as people, what's important to us as people. So really getting clear on what is important for you. For me, I know it was that actions aligning with the words, right? was important and actually giving that person space and opportunity to show that for you because it's something that's impossible to know right out the gate, right out the jump. So staying, you know, optimistic, of course, believing in what's possible, but also staying grounded in what's important for you and coming back to that. Because as you begin to step into seeing what's possible, seeing the potential, seeing the expansiveness that comes with putting yourself in situations where you can meet people, really viewing, working on your dating mindset so that you view that there's a ton of great people around you all the time. There's a ton of great people around you all the time. And what does that do? When we start to cultivate that, believe that, know that there's opportunity everywhere. Know that there's people everywhere in our life because there is, right? Go to any supermarket, go to a Target, (laughs) go anywhere. There's so many people around us all day, every day. When you begin to believe that, what's going to happen here? First of all, going back to our number one point from today, you're going to release the pressure because when there are people around you all the time, You don't focus as much on that one person because you feel like there's no one good left, right? Or because you're so focused on them that it puts all this pressure on them. And then if things don't go according to how you thought it should or, you know, expected to go, it can be, have a different effect, often not a great effect on ourselves because there's so much pressure attached to them. So believing in what's possible, seeing the opportunity, seeing the potential, and knowing that you don't know this person just yet, you simply don't, but there's a lot of potential in that. We don't always have to know where it's going to go. In fact, that can be the really fun part. And I just did a reel on Instagram about this where I shared that, you know, I was out at a restaurant and I wrote a num- my number on a receipt and I gave it to a guy. And little did I know from doing that one thing where I had literally zero pressure attached to it because I didn't know. He could have had a girlfriend. He could have been married. I didn't know. I was so light with that. There was literally zero pressure attached to that. Where what ended up happening? Well, it was impossible to know at the time but we would go on a date that Monday. I would ask him to come to my brother's wedding in Aruba three weeks later. He would actually say yes. A few months after that, booked a vacation for me for my birthday. Literally, we were in New Hampshire at this cute tiny house on this farm. It was so cute. And my birthday's in August, so it was fairly warm. And We were kind of going for a walk, just exploring the area and found this kind of abandoned canoe (laughs) in the woods next to this beautiful pond, this beautiful lake with all these lily pads. And there was this canoe there, but there was no paddles. (laughs) So literally he took a, uh, like had this knife and took this wooden board that we found, created a paddle and literally we got in the canoe (laughs) technically stole it for about an hour, borrowed it. (laughs) We put it back and, you know, kind of just canoed around this beautiful lake. 
<laughs> had it true. If you've seen the notebook, we had a true notebook moment, you know, paddling around in the canoe. Little did I know that he would go on to be not just the person that I would be in a relationship with, the best relationship I've been in, but really be the love of my life and to feel like I was sharing earlier, right? To feel that love, support, appreciation, really everything that was important to me and also really enjoy just like living life. So I had no idea that that would happen on that Friday, writing that number down. I had no idea that any of that would happen. And that's in the power of believing what's possible because what could have, what could I have easily done instead? I could have easily saw him been like, oh my God, I think he's hot. I think he's cute. I think he's attractive, but he probably has a girlfriend, but he's probably married, but mm, I'm not going to risk putting my name on the receipt. Cause like, what's he going to think? I could have easily done that. And literally none of this would have unfolded. So knowing what's possible from a small action, a small moment is so, so powerful, so powerful. This is powerful in dating, but literally in any area of your life, right? You can see where our minds can get in the way of taking that small action and, you know, not even having the ripple effect that it did. Now, this has also happened in other areas of life where when I had the idea to film the American Happiness documentary, where I interviewed over 500 people across 50 states in 2019 that I mentioned at the start, by the way, you can watch this on Amazon if you'd like. I'll link it in the show notes. And I had that idea and I could have very easily said, well, I don't have enough money. I don't have the experience. I don't know. Is it safe? Is it not safe? How am I going to find people to interview? And I could have very easily ignored that, that hit, right? That intuitive hit, that idea. But instead, I believed in what was possible. I saw beyond my current situation. I saw beyond it and so much goodness has unfolded from that so much that I, again, would have literally never happened. I wouldn't have had that amazing experience. I would have met the, all the people I did. My career wouldn't have unfolded as it did if I didn't take that small action and really believed in what was possible. Okay, let's get into the final two, four and five. With number four, I want to share a question that I would get normally on a first date, sometimes second date, that would used to like really trigger me and I used to really hate it and it would really turn me off to the person that I was on a date with until I began to reframe how I viewed this question and I know why it triggered me. So the question was, you know, as I showed up in the energy that I wanted to attract, as I had a lot of lightness, not really a lot of pressure attached to dating, and I believed in what was possible, I was looking to really get to know the person and I would ask them interesting questions, would share stories, right? Like I really had it down where if I knew that I was going on a first date, I'm like, I'm at least going to learn something new, right? I'm at least going to have a good experience. And people picked up on that. So the question that I would also often get was, how are you single? And this really used to trigger me because I didn't want to be single. (laughs) I deep down wanted a relationship. And so I took this question as like almost an attack in certain ways of, well, 
there must be something wrong with you because how are you single? That's how I was taking it. And I know that for the most part, most men that said that to me, they were saying it because they were trying to like flatter me, right? Or they were trying to convey that, wow, you're really awesome. How are you single? But I was taking it completely differently, right? I was taking it as offensive, almost an attack, and really hated to get that question. And so I knew that it was triggering me. And I knew that when someone would ask me that, even though like consciously, I knew that the intent was to convey, um, you're great, right? I'm really having a great time. I can't believe that you're not in a relationship. I knew it was meant to convey something different consciously, but subconsciously, oh my God, like my worst fears and all of this stuff was coming up. And I found that it was really impacting the dates that I would go on because if I would get this question, I would kind of just instantly write off this person because I was saying, you know, oh, well, they don't even know how this is coming across. They don't even know how this is affecting me. And how could they, right? They don't even know me. They're on a first or second date. So when I would get this question and you might, it might be a different question for you, or it might be a different, um, trigger or something that you feel comes up when you're on a date and perhaps it causes you to instantly write off that person. Maybe it's your ick (laughs) for that person, right? And knowing that, okay, is having this response to this question helpful? Is this helpful in creating what it is that I want? And that's something that I always like to go back to, whether it's a mindset shift, whether it's an action, whether it's a thought or belief I have or response, is this helpful in what it is that I want to create? So I knew that I had to shift this perspective and, um, what I started to do is I started to take this question. And of course this took time. This took intentional effort when I would get this question or I would even kind of get the, uh, what's the word for it? It was kind of like, what's the word for implied, right? It was kind of implied. Maybe it wasn't a direct question that was like, why are you single? But it was implied. Um, I started to shift. Okay. I'm going to take this question as I know pretty wild, right? How are you single? And turn the question back on them saying something like, if I got that question from a guy, keeping it light, keeping it fun, knowing what it is that I offer, knowing my worth and saying, I know it's pretty wild, right? I could ask you the same thing with a smile saying that light. And often what happens is that when you turn the question back on the other person, they start to go like, oh yeah, you're right. And they start to realize, ooh, maybe I shouldn't have asked that question or ooh, now that it's turned back on me, I can realize how she's feeling or you know how that could feel to be asked that question. So that's what I started doing with this. And you can do this with anything that you feel triggered by or you feel annoyed by when someone brings it up or tr- triggers you with it, right? Or ask that question, turn it back on them or have some type of segue where you can, again, put the energy back in their direction. So if you ever feel on the spot or like you're being interviewed, right? Or like interrogated, sometimes people feel like that on dates, turn it back on them. You have control over the energy of how things are going. You have the ability to shift it back towards them. So this I I viewed as almost like a test from the universe was when I went on the second date with my now boyfriend, Tom, um, he, 
uh, asked me this question. <laughs> so we're sitting there, you know, we're having a drink and he goes, why are you single? Or I think he said, how are you single? So here we go, Michelle, are you going to write them off right away? Or are you going to embody what you've been working on? So what did I do? I did what I'd been practicing. I did what I had, you know, really worked on for myself, but also on other dates that I've been in where I'd gotten this question. And I said, I know it's pretty crazy, right? I could say the same thing about you, or I could ask you the same thing. And he took that as, you know, he kind of realized, oh yeah, I'm great too, right? And so that's how we can, you know, have some fun, have some lightness and becoming aware of, to round out number four, what does kind of turn you off or trigger you on dates? Sometimes it's of course relevant, right? If someone's being like overly sexual or they're just like responding in some way that you get the vibe of, "Mm -mm, not a match. But sometimes it's our own triggers, our own behaviors, our own things from the past, our own internal fears that actually are getting projected out on this person when we don't know them quite yet, right? So being aware of what's mine or what's theirs. And when something does come up, when you feel a certain way on a date, knowing is this a me thing? Is this a them thing? Or is this a we thing? And coming back to that. Okay. Let's get into number five. Number five is doing things differently. All right. So I alluded to this. Now, this could be doing things differently than most people. It could be doing things differently than what you've done in the past. But the thing is, is if we want a different type of result, if we want to live this lifestyle rebellion where things do work out, where we are living a life on our own terms where we have amazing relationships. We are living our purpose, right? We are really doing what we want to do. Most people aren't living in this way, quite frankly, right? We see it all the time. And so you got to be doing things differently. You got to realize this took me a long time to learn as well. Realizing that being different is a strength. Being different is actually amazing. It's amazing. Most people might not get it, Some people might judge it. Some people might not relate. It doesn't matter. What matters is what's important to you, what's going to feel fulfilling to you and really living on your own terms. What is your unique lifestyle rebellion? Which is, of course, the name of the game, the name of the podcast. And I love that you are here with me and you resonate and let's go. So, okay, number five. Now, I alluded to this earlier when I mentioned that I wrote my number down on the receipt, right? I did something different. Most people wouldn't have done that or they would have been like, well, made an assumption. Ooh, this is something I want to talk to too. I could have easily made an assumption. Now, you can do this when you first meet someone. You could do this on a dating app conversation. You could do this in person. You could do this on a first date, a second date. Making an assumption about someone before you've actually seen is this actually who they are, can be very, very dangerous, especially in dating. And it's often our past influences it greatly because how could you know this person? You just met them, right? How could you know them? So this also works on the other side, right? If someone's making an assumption about you, let them make that assumption. If they're not even giving you the opportunity to show and to get to know you, let them make that assumption we want to make sure that we're not making assumptions that are going to 
not be helpful, right? Going back to that. Is this assumption I'm making about this other person, is this helpful in creating what it is that I want? Or is it not? This could be in friendships, in coworkers, in family members. Is this assumption that I'm making before I even really truly know them, or I even truly know how they feel about a certain situation? Is this helpful? If it is, great, go forth, make the assumption, but oftentimes it's not. It's not helpful in what we want to create. So doing things differently involves seeing the potential. It involves everything that we spoke to today. It involves, number one, releasing the pressure, right? Because to do something different, we have to release the pressure of not knowing what's going to happen, of the future, of any expectations we have. Doing the thing that's different is also showing up in the energy that you want to attract because you're saying, hey, I'm out here. I'm doing it, right? Believing in what's possible is also huge in the doing the thing that's different. And again, this could be something that different than what you have been doing, or it could be doing things a little differently than other people in your world do it. Staying grounded in who you are, knowing that you're an amazing match, right? When things do come up, that is going to allow you to do things differently because you're grounded. You're optimistic. You know how to process any type of response or any type of um, reply or action that person does to doing things differently because you know that it's not about you. How could it be? You literally just met them, (laughs) right? Or you're just getting to know them. So doing things differently is huge. And I want you to start to think about doing things differently. Approaching life differently than most people is actually a beneficial thing. It's actually a strength. And being around people that do think differently, that support the way that you approach life and the things that you want is going to be really, really powerful here. And I want to invite you, if you would love that support, if you would love to learn at a deeper level, all the strategies, all the tools, how to reprogram your dating mindset, how to build your confidence, how to heal your fear of rejection, all these different things, which is also something I had to do in order to be comfortable even leaving my number on that receipt, right? Or even striking up a conversation. You got to be more comfortable with the rejection. There's a lot packed into the accelerator and I want to invite you to join. You can head to the link in the show notes. There's all the details there. You're going to get private one-on-one support from me each day that we go through the accelerator. And you also have all those video modules, all the implementation exercises. There are the people that have gone through the accelerator. Everyone says that their dating life has improved. Some people even meet their partners during it. Um, And what I really like to highlight is this won't just affect your dating life. It's going to affect all relationships and also likely if you allow it to, (laughs) if you allow it to all areas of life, because we're working through mindset, confidence, belief, worth, and that affects, of course, every area of our life. We have to believe we're worthy for that job, for that career, for that business, for the wellness, for the adventure, for the relationships. All of that ties into the most core human emotions, worth, building, feeling that worthiness, feeling the confidence, feeling the excitement, the purpose, the fulfillment, all that good stuff. 
it's all worked into the accelerator and it is truly life-changing. So I can't wait to see who will be joining the accelerator soon. Again, head to the link in the show notes and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed the episode, I would really appreciate if you left a review and shared your takeaways and what you enjoyed about it. If you are interested in exploring working together one-on-one, I would love to invite you to book a call with me by clicking the link below in the show notes. Thanks so much. I'll talk to you soon and I'll see you in the next episode.